Welcome back to On the Horizon podcast, hosted by Jesse Sage and Melrose Michaels. First, thank you so much for becoming a premium subscriber and supporting our podcast. This is getting you extra exclusive, unheard and unseen footage from each interview that we have on the horizon. So first, let's dive in with Princess Purple. How do you fit like your, um, I know your like cosplay into this. Do you feel like your cosplay is like really interconnected with your fetish work or do you feel like it's a different thing that you do? No, absolutely. Absolutely it is. And I, I, most of my cosplay content is also fetishy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will get excited about certain fetishes because of what happens in these animes or these video games mm-hmm. and like they connect the dots and I'm there with them. Like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite character right now to play? Uh, or some of your favorite ones? Some of my favorite ones. Um, every It's hard to say this because whenever I work on a project, that character is my favorite one. Okay. So I just finished up doing like Resident Evil mm-hmm. and I loved being Lady D- Dimitrescu. Oh my God, I probably messed that up. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she's this eight foot tall vampire lady who's like a total fucking MILF. And like, (laughs) 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 and she speaks very elegantly and she's very powerful and she like is punishing. And I'm like, hell yeah. You do, like, voice training and everything, though. Like, you really, like, study the characters. I I do. I just, you know, I just watch stuff and I just repeat it. And I, it might not be perfect. And mm-hmm. some stuff I can't do very well. But I try my best and it's fun. So, yeah. I really yeah. love, I love, like, changing my voice and trying to, like emulate things it's very fun for me (laughs) so it's so interesting because we just um had an interview for the podcast for a different episode with somebody else who said the exact opposite thing where he was like I'm not an actor I am just myself like (laughs) how I approach things too like you remember last Halloween it was the first time I ever wore a Halloween costume ever (laughs) purple had to like walk me through it she's like it's not that hard I promise you you can be who was I Daphne no. Yeah. Oh, was I Daphne? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask her. I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> she's like, you can be Daphne. Just put a wig on, a purple outfit. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. But it's so interesting. Like, I love talking to you because you have, like, the exact, like, opposite. Like, you think the fun part of it is, like, all of the production of it. The and, yeah. and the fantasy. And for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. That, like, is a roadblock for me. And I have always wanted to act. But mm-hmm. I have the worst stage fright in the universe. Like, <laughs> I, it's terrifying to me to, like, act, like, in front of a crowd or something uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. But being able to do it just in front of a camera, like, it's so much fun. And it, yeah. I get to do the thing that, like, I've always wanted to do but haven't yeah. because of uh-huh. limitations, you know. And it's like, I can just do it. And it's great. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool that you get this like creative outlet and you get to do it for a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, I understand like liking like the very real aspect of it. And I do do that in certain ways. And yeah. I mean, there's always like a piece of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In certain ways. And I, yeah. I think I'm just so kind of open minded in this world. Like, 
I could do fucking anything. I'm like, I feel like a chameleon, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like I can put on a wig and look like a totally different person and you wouldn't even recognize me. Like it's <laughs> no, fun. I totally admire that cool. about you. I admire like the, the work that goes into your clips and it's a lot of work your, like, to do all that stuff. development and your costumes. <laughs> and I think that's so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you appreciate it. Yeah. I couldn't do it, but that's why I have friends. <laughs> Who do you <laughs> <I'd> do? <laughs> Can you define like the laying eggs things? I know there's going to be listeners that aren't, don't oh, understand that. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So <laughs> they sell like the, if you've ever heard of like Kegel balls, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, they sell kind of like Kegel balls that aren't attached to any strings or anything like that. And they're shaped like eggs. And sometimes they have funny like grooves to them and like, um, yeah. And you just put them inside of you and you can use the ovipositor. Personally, I haven't found that very enjoyable because it kind of creates like this vacuum that like mm-hmm. shoots a cannon into you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> holy shit, that was my cervix. <laughs> so I would be careful if it's something that you want to explore. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you just put them inside of you however way you uh-huh. enjoy and uh, you squeeze them out. Okay, okay. So it's like this act. Okay. I want to try this. I've never done this. I've never done this either. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just like, oh, could you tell me like what that is for listeners that might not know? <laughs> not me. Not me. It means me. This is very well established. And I am the listener listening foolishly. Um, but no, that gives a lot of context because that because that's very similar to like a Kegel exercise and understanding yeah. your muscle, you know, the mm-hmm. muscles that go into all of these things. So that makes sense. And I think like squirting is a thing that like you have to kind of learn how to do. And then once you know how to do it, like you can make yourself do it. I've, yeah. I've never, I've never, never I have it? no idea how to do this. Oh, no, this it is, is highly like... requested and highly disappointed amongst my fan base. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think like squirting is more, usually more enjoyable than orgasms. Hmm. And they're not the same thing. Well, now I feel like I've been robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think you can squirt without having an orgasm. Yeah. For sure. And I I think for some, like, you have to enjoy the sensation of kind of peeing. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it does kind of have that sensation. And I think yeah. for some people, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. And, like, making a mess is kind of, like, I don't know, too much for yeah. some people, which yeah. I understand. Yeah, I I can get that. But I get that. But no, I I think like a lot of times it's like somehow like separate than an orgasm. It's like a different feeling, but it's the same sort of like release as an Mm. orgasm. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's more physical sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. And a lot of like orgasm can be like very in your head and like sensations. Yeah. So what do you, do you think it's the, um, it must be the like pushing it out that pushing the egg out that like creates that. Yeah, I think so. I think there is like, I think that there is like a muscle. I don't know it medically or anything. I (laughs) just feel it in my body. Yeah. And like you can relax it so much that Mm -hmm. it just happens. Yeah. 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 So I I think it's just like the relaxation, like the total relaxation of a muscle. And I think especially if you have like pelvic floor, like tension, like that can feel really amazing. 
Like, right. whoa, <laughs> finally. <laughs> it's like a massage, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. That's probably why yeah. it's never happened for me. I'm so tense and unrelaxed. Oh, like, oh no. Like, that's got to be it. Oh. <laughs> it's all adding up. The math checks out. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, but it is like a really highly requested thing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, constantly. Constant. Yeah. I've lost fans over that. What? They're really? like, if you won't do this, uh, I'm like, I, I physically don't know how to perform that act. Uh, no. like, I don't know what to tell you. I am not your girl. Like, I can recommend you to some friends. I see them do it all the time. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Although I've had people who are like, can I do a um, Skype show and will you squirt? And then they're like, five minute shot. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do this in five minutes. Mm. There has to be like a whole like yeah. thing. Like, like you want me to just like open the thing say hi and then yeah. squirt like that's not how that works the custom videos where they're like do cartwheels a backflip ride a dig clap your hands rub your belly and it's only gonna be a minute i only have 50 dollars. like i don't know what to tell you like, where I, do think, you I think by far the worst ones are like i want to see your butthole your vagina your feet your, your face, face your boobs all at the same time In and you're picture. like <laughs> yeah. And like, I can do that, but you're going to have to pay for like me to have some sort of like realignment. <laughs> Cause like, I'm just like this for like a week after <laughs> my neck won't move. God, that's so true. I can't even do that. Mm-hmm. I can't even do the thing where I'm like, sometimes I'm scrolling through Twitter and I think it's like, I have short, I must have short arms or, or a big butt or something. Or both. I don't know. Because like I see all these people on Twitter and they're like, oh, I know what they're doing. It's like looking at you, but their like legs are spread open, but then their arms are around their legs and they're like fingering themselves. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, yeah. how are you doing that? Like my, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I need some yoga classes before that's going to be <laughs> accomplished. Yoga, there should yeah. be a sex work yoga. Someone else, <laughs> I agree. Do that. Next, let's take a look behind the scenes of our interview with Cactus Cutie. I was telling Mel that I have a client um, who we're sitting and we're chatting, and he's like, "So, what's with the tattoos?" And I was like, "I don't. What do you mean?" <laughs> What's with it? it? Yeah. <laughs> like he was like, what what happens to you that you get tattoos? You know, oh because my gosh. Like, I mean, not in a not in like a judgy way, like a generally like oh like concern. Like no, like um, like you're some like magical creature who lives outside of the social norms oh, that okay. I like he's like oh, a yes, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's definitely outside like, the social norm. Yeah. yeah, it's like outside the social norms. Like the women in his world aren't covered in tattoos, yeah. but like he finds it kind of intriguing, but he's like, How'd you do that? And I was like, I I don't know. I went into a tattoo shop and they did it. <laughs> Decisions were made. Here we are. Like it's so normal to me that like the way he was like, What's what's with the tattoos? I was like, I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but it was kind of cute because there, yeah. there's something for a lot of people like I feel like we whatever whatever we are, if we're like I even feel that way about like fatness or being like plus size too, because a lot of times like there's something about like seeking out somebody who like may have something that's outside of your social norms or who like is is occupying something 
that you've been taught that you're not supposed to like, yeah. you know, and that they're like, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you do that? And I was like, what, what do you mean? I don't know. Like my clothes don't fit into size six. So I just don't <laughs> wear them. <laughs> how did that happen? I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm, there, you know. Our fans are definitely inquisitive. I feel like they want yeah. to understand other people, like going back to that, wanting to watch people, wanting to see people be people because it's like you know I I feel like the media that we're also given doesn't give us a good representation of different types of people and that's the wonderful world of sex work I think is because now we get to really show like there's lots of different types of beauty and sexual and sensual and kinky things out there from people that aren't blonde big boobs you know that kind of thing which nothing against them but like that became the norm and like this outside of the norm thing so it's kind of fun being like the girl with tattoos and stuff I'm sure you understand it's like a little bit of a of a difference but I that's how I've also been able to market myself I you know you find hairy groups you find people who are into this and then uh I mean I'm I'm now on a website, uh, Harry Creator Collective, that one oh, Harry wow. person put together, and they made a website and put us all on there, and it's like links to our OnlyFans and oh, stuff. Like, so it's cool. really cute. But yeah. it's like a, our, I mean, the Harry community is just like one of the most beautiful communities I've ever been a part of. They're so nice and wonderful. And it, I'm, this job has definitely led me not only to loving myself, loving my body and like getting to explore things and also work from home and, you know, make my own schedule and work with my disability and my body. But it's also gotten me to really meet some wonderful, wonderful people like you two. Like I've, I've been flipping out for months to do this. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, but it really, there's so wonderful people in the sex work community. And I think that's something that um, I, you can't really find out. I mean, you can't sure but like for people like me it just feels like I fit in here so yeah yeah I feel that yeah I really feel that like that this is kind of a the sex work community is this like band of misfits Misfits, yeah (laughs) living their lives and have just like given up on respectability (laughs) but there's so much power in that like I find when I lean in whenever I lean into something that I think I'm gonna not like catch heat for or be canceled for but like this is outside the norm and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna like put my feet on the ground here and like claim it and like there's always good that comes from that like either people relate to you or people mm-hmm. almost like admire mm-hmm. you because a lot of just having confidence in something you're not supposed to be confident about right. like yeah. that's something we're taught from a long time like from yeah. day one not to do mm-hmm. you know right but i think confidence is the that. piece of all of it you know yeah yeah it's like that vulnerability is also sexy it's um and i think that's also why sex sex work is so vulnerable and that's yeah, why people yeah. come to us because either it's hard to either ask your partner for something or it's hard to um figure out what you like so yeah. talking yeah. to somebody that you don't know but can also help figure stuff out with you or yeah, at least create right. something that you can Somebody explore. Somebody who's already like made themselves like vulnerable. Yeah. Who like make, I, I don't know. It I creates found, a safe space. It does. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's like, there's also like a stigma that goes there. Like, well, you are nobody to judge, but like that could be also really like spun in a positive way because I don't judge. I mean, the yeah. fact of the matter is that like, I don't. Yeah. 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 The only thing I judge is when people don't pay for content or want it for free, 
that's the only time to judge. Other than that, like every person who um, walks into my OnlyFans or whatever, um, every person who you know comes into contact me, like if they have a weird request, I'm not going to be like, ew, no, I don't yeah, do that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you know, I don't really do that. Here's somebody who I know does, or yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't know that. But yeah. like, I really hope you find somebody who does not shaming people for yeah, what they yeah. like, or, you know, some people don't like what I do. I'm not going to shame somebody else for what they do either, or what they right, find right. arousing or pleasing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm really like not good at like degradation, like that sort of like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very sweet. And the other day, like one of my clients, I mean, I can be like dominant, but not like mean dominant, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so it was funny the other day, one of my clients was like, well, can you say like really nasty, raunchy things? And I was like, not, no, I can't. <laughs> like, I was like, and which is funny because I was, was like a phone sex operator for so many years, but you can be a phone sex operator in a lot of ways. You can yeah. also be really nice. And so, um, I was like, no, I just like, you don't want that from me. It will feel so forced and weird. <laughs> and then I was like, just do the nice things with me and do the raunchy things with somebody else. Yeah. Like that's problem solved. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something that you want to give them the best experience that you know how, and you're not going to give them an experience that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want that from me. I'm going to be like, you're a... <laughs> <laughs> you're a bully. Yeah, you're a gross boy. Um, what I try to do um, on my pages, you know, I'll have random people ask me for degradation or something like that, or I get a lot of like genital ratings requests, and mm-hmm. I tell people like they're going to be uplifting. Like you're going to feel good about yourself. You're not coming into my page to feel sad. You're coming at, you know, to my pages to feel good about yourself. So all of my janitor ratings, um, my most popular one is like a $25 video rating where I'm just like a minute topless, just like talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I, it looks so good. You know, like (laughs) just trying to make them feel, you know, like all, all genitals are beautiful. Um, and nobody, I, you know, if you want to hear that and you want to hear that, it's, you know, that's not me. That's not, if you want to hear that it's synthetic, like you go to a different kind of dom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) You're going to feel happy when you come to my page. Last but not least, let's listen to the exclusive from our chat with Dr. Celeste Petrusha. What you brought up um, reminded me of like when you said that a lot of this comes from people in like monogamous, long term, like heterosexual vanilla relationships. Um, the one of my experiences is particularly in I have to say a lot of it came from phone sex because phone sex is a bit like kinkier than than other forms of sex work that I've done. And a lot of that, I think, is about the fact that, you know, if you're doing phone sex, you don't have to be held to the laws of gravity yeah (laughs) the laws of physics you don't actually have to do the things that you're saying so it's much more like imaginative and so you can get into things that you wouldn't do or wouldn't necessarily be safe in person and so I think that what I saw is a lot of people who said um nobody knows that I have this desire I've never asked my wife and for a long time I was like why don't you just tell her maybe she will be into it and it was a lot of, it was, it either went two ways, actually. I mean, many ways, but I can think of two ways um, off the top of my head. Um, I'm scared that she'll be, she'll think of me differently and I don't want her rejection or 
I know that she um, loves me and will say yes to anything I want, but I don't think she'll want it. And I don't want to put her in that position. Like to um, please you without her, you know, needs being met. Yeah. yeah. And I think that um, those are both like interesting responses. One is about their own shame. Another one is about putting pressure on somebody who they know will say yes to please them. Um, and I, I never really know like how to feel, a, to feel about that. I mean, I've been doing this for so long that like at this point I don't feel like that much about it. I'm just like, okay, well I can do this with you. But for a long time I was like, should I encourage people to try to fulfill this in their own life? Or should I just like, do I, should I feel bad that they can't have the things that they want? Or should I just like, let it lie, let it lie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm curious, like I eventually came to the position of like, I can't be in their life. I don't know them. I am not a therapist. I don't know what's good for them. I'm just going to play with them and then they can go about their business. That's, and <laughs> that's what happens with like, I have the yeah. content creator background as, as well. And that's, regard but like on OnlyFans and stuff that's kind of a lot of the dms i get to you it's like i want to experience this i don't know how to talk about can you give me advice i'm like that is not something i'm qualified to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like what what are your um feelings about that and what do you see in your practice that may be like similar or different than what we experience i believe that question is what um people bring into i mean there are many things that i believe most of us imagine um, sexually and otherwise that we wouldn't want in um, embodied life yeah. too. And so my initial training was psychoanalytic training, which really foregrounds uh, this aspect of fantasy too. Um, and um, how is fantasy uh, created and how do we create that with others? And so I really appreciate you sharing about um, a phone sex and content creation, which are places where there can be this uh, playground in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can have body parts and bodies that you or don't exist even like outside yeah. of this realm too. And how wonderful. I mean, I think that that's what makes us uniquely human too um, as well. I mean, if we think about how this appears, I mean, it can see these sorts of um, images that uh, relate to a kinks or fetishes and all kinds of art um, cinema too as well I mean would we have ever had cinema without a kind of initial voyeurism and desire to mm-hmm. to watch and record mm-hmm. too I'm not sure I mean all of these things involve a kind of pleasure of the senses um, and so that that sense of I mean a, a kink or fetish may be a very specific form of that that repeats itself in various ways and yet I believe that um, that the like fantasy elements and imagination elements um, can be just as important because I, this can, there can be this pressure. Okay. If you have, believe, think something, you have to do it. You have to make it yeah. real. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. My perspective is that fantasy and this kind of play too, even if it's not necessarily enacted in what we would call quote unquote in real, real life um, is just as real. It's a psychic reality. Um, right. You can um, uh, bring forth um, even in, uh, conversation, um, uh, dirty talk um, yeah. <laughs> with other people. Yeah. So, um, I mean, one of the other things that I've experienced like in my work and is a lot of um, my clients saying, especially ones that have like very specific fantasies. So I do, for example, I do a lot of mommy doming. This is probably the place that I see this um, the most. When I do mommy doming, I have um, clients say to me, I, they're, 
they get into it on this like very deep and um, almost like primitive level. Like they really like it. It connects to them in like this really intense way, but then they feel like, wait, I'm not supposed to like it to the extent that I do. And then they try to come up with an explanation as to like, Oh, well, I think I like you to play the mommy role and be like a accepting mommy or a punishing mommy or whatever it is that is like part of their fantasy because this happened or because this happened or because I have this type of relationship with, and this is so specific, like with my mom, but like, I wonder, but I see this in other places too. And with spanking or with like, you know, whatever it is that they're pegging or wearing lingerie or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they're coming um, with. And I'm wondering what you think about this, like desire to explain. Cause sometimes I'm thinking, you could just like something like there doesn't have to be a, a justification. (laughs) I mean, maybe there is, or maybe we invent these and the the fact that we invent them is also interesting. And I'm curious what you think about that. Almost like a defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I believe we're meaning making and interpreting uh, creatures, humans. Mm -hmm. um, And that, I mean, I welcome interpretations in my practice and also say like that, that could be one amongst many too. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that the, the, that like what it is that is liked and enjoyed, I believe the specificity and the uniqueness of that um, is more of interest too. what can you do with this too? I mean, there's, I think there's this desire to go backwards and a lot of that is in psychology and psychological theory. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes the question that's not asked and, and yet I believe does um, appear and happen in kink spaces and kink communities too, is what can we do with this? That's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. like let's see if we can make something new from mm-hmm. it. Um, and in what the, um, your experiences with mommy doming, I mean, that, um, but sexuality does touch upon tender forms of attachment and mm-hmm. experiences remembered, misremembered, not remembered too. Yeah. And I think that that's often left out of the discourse about um, kinks, fetishes, and BDSM is mm-hmm. the aftercare parts or the caring parts of it too, because there can be the, you know, we were talking about the visual, this draw into the visual aspects of it that look um, a particular way. And then there's mm-hmm. this emotional part of it. Um, that's so uh, pre-verbal and um, often wordless and and um, and yet remains the the, the sentimentality um, yeah. of, of kink and fetish. I've had it to- told to me that like t- partaking in kink was more of an emotional experience than the average day-to-day vanilla sex. Do you think that there's any truth to that just because it it's it's got more going on I guess on a I don't know. I don't know that it does, I guess. Like when when you're engaging in vanilla sex, it's like kind of the way I would, I guess, interpret this is it's routine and it's safe and it's uh, acceptable and it's, you know, the norm. And then when you have kink, you have these other avenues that you're exploring or you're uh, diving into or I guess fantasizing about. And I feel like the person who explained this to me was saying that there's more room to be emotional or to feel a connection if I am exploring these other avenues than with vanilla sex. I think vanilla sex can be so intense sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's my experience too. But <laughs> and then you touched upon that it really depends on the person and maybe the yeah. uniqueness of our fantasies too, as well. I mean, that I do uh, believe that maybe again all, that all sex involves a sense of risk too. Um, you know, even the, if we have minimal risks and stuff. I mean, I appreciate that the uh, kink community changed the acronyms from safe, sane, consensual to risk aware, consensual kink mm-hmm. um, in the sense of what does it mean to uh, 
push it a, a limit and really explore those outer edges too. Yeah. What people define as a kink can run the gamut. I was really surprised in doing um, my research and I'd have to look back at the, the numbers. I came across a really large scale um, study from multiple countries in which a large percentage, more than I would have imagined, believed that anal sex in and of itself um, was a kink. Right. And I was like, well, many of us uh, call that yeah. sex. I <laughs> say, that doesn't feel kinky to me. That feels like sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. who it is and how it's coded um, uh, uh, and, you know, in the context really mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this bonus footage from this episode of On the Horizon. And we look forward to having you tune in next time.